Hey there, come on, get, come on in, gather around, get comfortable. We're going to do us a little podcast here. It's going to be a podcast about cruising, cruise ships, that type of thing, if you're into that. But uh, yeah, we're going to have some fun. So today, we're going to talk about a little bit of some cruise news. We'll start with the news. We'll try that out. A couple of problems, a couple of issues. We did have a collision. I don't know to what extent this collision is. We'll, 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 we'll jump in and find out. We're going to talk a little bit about Virgin Voyages. That's right, Virgin Voyages. I did do a four-day cruise on uh, Virgin Voyages Cruise Line. The Scarlet Lady hit a couple of uh, Bahamas spots. And uh, from then, we will Key West, too. Did Key West. I guess I shouldn't have said a couple of Bahamas spots. There's only one Bahamas spot that I hit. The other one was Key West. That's in Florida. You could, hell, you could drive there. I've done it. You could do it. I've done it. I'll do it again soon. What do you think? I won't watch. And uh, we got your emails as well. And uh, I guess at this point, we might as well start the show. Oh, we back for another one, right? <laughs> Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey. It's the night before the cruise And if I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming About this weekend, all the fun we about to have Best we taking this vacation Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know what's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going And the good times never end Here's the five more years, drinking beers, running Pierce, thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears. But we just getting started out here. Give us a holler if you're looking. You can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas. Getting hotter as we go. Cones and we united. So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruisecast Show. Coming to you not quite live from Boca Raton, South Florida. That's right, we're back down south. Back where we love to be, the sun is shining, we're cruising regularly, and that started with this last week, we did a uh, Virgin Voyages run, we're going to talk about that, I've been so, so excited to get on board and take in the whole Virgin experience, you know what I mean, I don't know, do I have an answer, one of my biggest curiosities, was this a cruise line, is this a cruise line that's going to stand the test of time, it's an outlier, it's trying different things, it's breaking the mold, it's it's laughing, proverbially in the face of anything that is traditional cruising, not anything, at the end of the day guys, I do have to say, it is still a cruise, you know, and I, and I was... Thinking that before I got on the ship, and you are reminded at the end of the day, it is still a cruise. They do a lot of crazy stuff, wacky stuff. We'll get into that. But uh, yeah, it was a great time. I mean, it was. Let's spoiler alert. I had a fabulous, exci- exciting, I- incredible time uh, on board the Scarlet Lady with Virgin. There's definitely some really, really good stuff. There's definitely there were points of pure frustration, and there were points of uh, just curiosity like well I wonder what they where their heads at with that I wonder if they're really going to be able to do that long term are they going to try to pull how long are they going to try to pull this off for but um, overall it was a cruise we are I don't know what are we at 30 cruises and counting there has still never been a bad cruise and I don't see that changing anytime soon my name is Tommy Casabona I am the host of this show it is a uh, 
two shows a week. We missed last week. I got so blindsided last week. Stu's like, oh, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to you're gonna get up early and start packing? I'm like, no, we got another day. We're leaving Thursday. I'm like, uh-oh, tomorrow's the 7th, isn't it? We talked about this already before. <laughs> the night before the cruise, I thought I had an extra day. That threw me off. I was planning on getting you guys an interview. It didn't happen, but we'll do this. See, that's why you got to bank stuff. I got to set stuff up for the future. I got to have a few in this stun ready to go for times like that. Uh, as I said, my name is Tommy Casabona. We've been doing this thing since 2000. I believe it was 2017, and we have a lot of fun with it. I am told occasionally that I'm an acquired taste. So if you are a new listener, give it a chance. Let it let it marinate a little bit. There's a lot of nuances to the show. There's a lot of off-topic crew stuff that you may not care about the first, second, third, or even fourth time you listen, but we'll pull you in. We'll pull you in once you join the Facebook group, and that is the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. And what that is is a group where we interact, we practice our community building We just kind of hang out, and we have a good time. We answer each other's questions. We break each other's chops. I also have an Instagram group, and now Instagram page, I should say, and that's Always Be Booked. YouTube, same thing, Always Be Booked. I got to get that ship tour out. Definitely haven't done a ship tour in a while. Haven't really had much of a presence cruise-related on YouTube for a while. That stuff's got to change. Wouldn't you agree? We got to change that up. I have a Patreon, guys. A Patreon show, and that is uh, p a t r e o n dot com slash always be booked. And I do a show every single day, and of the week, five days a week, and we just talk about everything revolving regarding cruising for that day. We'll do cruise news. That's a little bit of a show sometimes where I go off the rails a little bit. We celebrate people who are who are at sea as we speak. We talk about where the sun is coming up in different parts of the country, uh, world, world, not country, world. And uh, it's eight dollars a month, and you get an extra show every day. Those shows are about a half hour. Will I? put them out as 20 minutes sometimes if it's been a a little bit of a rough day or if I'm doing two shows in the one day. Yes, that has happened. But typically they lasted right in that half hour range and we cover a lot of ground. So if you're a fan of what you're hearing right now, if you're a fan of the Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast and you just can't get enough for $8, you can get a show a day. You can get a $5 version of that as well. And that means you're just going to get the Friday show. So you get the one extra show a week. But these are things you can do, you cannot do, whatever you want, depending upon your level of involvement with the Always Be Booked Cruise experience. It's sort of like choose your own, advent- choose your own adventure, right? So it's uh, patreon.com slash always be booked. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. And I'd love to have you guys email me. Be a part of the show. It is Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. I read your email on the show, and we have a lot of fun with that. People, A lot of people say that's their favorite part of the show. They've been saying it for a long time. Some people, I don't know. I guess they could take it or leave it. All right, so let's talk Royal Caribbean real quick. So I've told you guys before about those casinos, casino offers. Guys, book yourself in the – get in the casino program however you want to do it, however you can do it. Again, cruising is a thing right now where you're not going to see a lot of discounts. But the thing is is that they're going to do that because they're not selling out these cruise ships. So they do not want to just undervalue their product. So they're going to have to get creative in the ways they fill these ships. 
And you do not have to be a baller, a high roller. You're going to get offers. And I usually tell you how Royal Caribbean does it for me. It's usually a BS offer, right? It's like a small $150 offer. They know you're going to spend $150, uh, I'm sorry, $1,500 for a four or five night cruise for two people or a $25 to $2,800 uh, bill for total all in for like a seven, six, seven, eight night cruise. So they're going to say, hey, $150 off. $250 or something, you know, it's not bad. It's appreciated, obviously. But at the same time, it's not really moving the meter. And it's not going to cause you to book a cruise at a time when you other- otherwise wouldn't be going, right? You'd agree with me on that, right? Now, Royal Caribbean gets sneaky. Every once in a while, and usually it's like two times a year, they'll give you a casino offer that is giving you an actual free cruise. Now, there's never a free cruise. You got to pay for the taxes and the port charges, as you know. But they'll give you a list of sailings that you could choose from on dates that I guess they're on ships or regions or areas that they're not selling. These ships are not selling a lot. And they really are very motivated to put people on these ships because, again, while they don't want to undervalue their product by giving away ultra cheap cruises to the general public. They still want you on board because if the room is going to be empty, that just means nobody's spending any money. And if you're going to end up on the cruise, you'll at least spend money on whether it's drink package, shore excursion, specialty dining, or whatever else. So that's why it's important, even if you're not a high roller, get yourself involved in the casino program. So I got in. And I got the offer yesterday. I got a book by October 5th, and they gave me a list. And yes, it's beautiful. Most of them are three to five night sailings, but there are a couple of six and seven night sailings out of Florida. And yes, I'm taking one. It's probably going to be in November. So uh, I'm all in. I'm, I'm definitely going to be on one of those Royal Caribbean cruises. And I suggest you get yourself involved in the casino program. Um, All right, let's start with some news real quick. We did have a crash today. This was a river cruise ship from Viking River Cruises, and it was on Sunday uh, in the morning, and it was over in Germany on the Rhine River. There's not a ton of info out yet, but it does seem like the situation, I don't want to say it adverted disaster because two giant ships, two giant vessels rammed into each other. So again, that's going to be a disaster no matter what, but it wasn't too many, you know, it wasn't significant damage, wasn't a whole bunch of casualties. The other ship is currently unidentified, but is thought to be a cargo ship of some sort. The main uh, cause of the crash was apparently a very dense fog that obviously impacted the vision of at least one because we do have an account from the, I guess, first officer that was on board this Viking cruise ship. There were injuries. Several passengers had sustained cuts and scratches and a crew member who was in the galley cooking at the time didn't need some medical attention the time of the impact was approximately 6 50 a.m so this was early enough where many people on board were still sleeping or in bed uh, the main accounts that are available right now see they're from this passenger who is asking to remain anonymous but they've been sharing their story with the folks over at cruise law news cruise law news in the in the in the Cruise news <laughs> a couple of times uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the passenger did share that there was a meeting called with all the passengers on board. It's interesting that they call it a meeting, right? Okay, if we're gonna do like if if anything's gonna be involving on a regular cruise ship, you're getting all the passengers together. That's like a 
that's like a, a lecture or a show or something. It's usually let's have a meeting. All right, everybody's on board. Let's do this. We're going to get together for a meeting. <laughs> I'm not sure how many people showed up to the meeting, but there were approximately 200 passengers on board. Now, as mentioned before, driving the ship at the time was the first officer, and it was said that there is video evidence. This is, I guess, the point of view. Well, this is first of all, this whole thing's alleged because this is the accounts from a passenger. But the passenger said that the cruise line said that there is video evidence saying that the other vessel was at fault. The uh, first officer, I guess, was speaking during the meeting, and she did become emotional as she addressed the group, and ultimately she got a rounding rouse of applause at the fact that she was transparent with everything. She was clearly concerned with the well-being of every soul that was on board, and she apparently did everything that was in her power to, I guess, you know, mitigate the damage. But it sounds like, you know, you would get emotional. I mean, if you're driving a cruise ship and there's 300 people on board, granted, it's a river cruise ship, and you have any involvement, granted, it may not be your fault, but, you know, you're going to have a heavy heart when you when you have an accident at sea. And the, despite the fact that it's not like, again, it sounds like this was a fog situation. I don't know if the other vessel was 100% prudent in everything that they could have done on their end to avoid this crash. But listen, this happened. And as mentioned, a large portion of the passengers were in bed for the event. And many felt what they were the saying was they, they felt the ship's engine switch to reverse for a few seconds. Now, I don't 100% know how you know that because uh, clearly they they put it in reverse but they weren't going in reverse so you put it in reverse to try to expedite the stopping process i'm imagining i am no captain i am but i would you believe i'm not even a first officer uh right before i guess the couple of minute couple of seconds of feeling like they were in reverse there was a loud bang as they made impact uh, damage to the ship was minimal there were a lot there was a lot of broken glass and some other cosmetic damage but nothing critical, and they never took on water. So I am sure that more details will come out at some point uh, regarding this after there's an investigation that happens. But at the time of this recording, this is all we know right now. Uh, We'll move on to Carnival. Dr. Seuss, that's right. Guess who's back on board Carnival? Well, you don't have to guess. I guess I just told you, didn't I? Carnival, who has seemingly increasingly leaned into more on the family cruising end of things over the past several months or year or so, they will relaunch the breakfast portion of the Dr. Seuss brand partnership starting October 1st. Just like it used to be, there will be items like green eggs and ham. Uh, There'll be Seuss characters on hand, a bunch of games, photo opportunities. It was very popular. I'm not 100% why they stopped it in the first place. I should probably know that, but I don't. Anyway, regardless, you don't have to worry because it's coming back. The Seuss at Sea program is available fleet-wide, and it allows guests to fully immerse themselves in all things Dr. Seuss. Very, very popular for the families and the parents. And you know, the bra- I don't know if the crew loves it. I don't know. Anything regarding brunch and breakfast, I've heard a lot of complaints from the crew they don't seem to even entertainment remember carnival was doing that uh, comedy brunch 
And that sent everybody into a tailspin. I remember we met a comedian on board a Carnival cruise ship, and we're sitting aft with him, and he was hysterical. This was the guy that was not politically correct at all. He was like a, a white guy in his late fifties or mid fifties or whatever, and he was hysterical. There was, you know, a lot of, you know, there was a good amount of black people that were at the show, and he had this back and forth with them that was kind of teetering on almost offensive but nobody got offended it was hysterical and it was really really cool how they interacted and he made fun of everybody because he was he said i think his most racy thing was because everybody was yelling it out yelling stuff out to him and he goes what the hell is going what do they advertise this cruise in ebony magazine and the the crowd loved it the crowd laughed their ass off and it was great at the end of the show. I, I watched them. They all got together. They gave each other a big hug. They had a drink. That's when it's going right. That's what you want to see. You know what I mean? Everybody having fun with each other. It's a beautiful thing. But he, we saw him on the back deck one day, and we had a couple of drinks, and we were just talking to him. And he was kind of talking to me and Stu, and this was on the Carnival Miracle. And he said, oh, guys, could you do me a favor? Just do me one favor. And I was like, whoa, what's that? He's like, you know they hand those comment cards. They they send you those comment uh, emails, those surveys they want you to fill out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we 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 know about them. He goes, just do me a favor, just comment that you don't want the comedy brunch anymore. You hate the comedy. Br- if you could do me one favor, to just tell tell them. I ask everybody to do this. Just try to get them to do away with the comedy brunch. And I guess that makes sense. I guess you know comedians are very fickle. And, you know, the worst thing a comedian wants, and comedians, correct me if I'm wrong out there, if you're listening, I, I'm pretty sure, sh- I'm, I'm, I was for a time very close to the industry. What they don't want, the least thing that they want is to go and perform for a room full of people that are not expecting them. That, that throws them off, whether it's a bar, you know what I mean? Half the time, that's one of some of their best stories are when they're going to a bar that is trying to watch a freaking hockey game or whatever, and there's going to be a comedy show, and everybody at the bar doesn't know a comedy show is going to happen. They get absolutely uh, annihilated on those, and they hate them. We had one at Johnny Utah's. We had a mechanical bull, and this promoter woman tried to do a comedy show at Johnny Utah's, but she wanted the stage to be the bull, uh, what would you call it? The um, airbag for the bull. So it's a pretty big mechanical bull with a pretty big perimeter and an airbag. That's so when you fall, you land safely. You land on the airbag. It's like one of those bouncy castle type things. And uh, <laughs> so she sets up these seven comedians to do a show at Johnny Utah's. And they're going to perform on this airbag to a group of people at Johnny Utah's who just want to ride the bull, get drunk, dance, and have fun. And I could tell you these comedians, I guarantee you three of them quit after that night. And one guy actually said it, the finale guy, the headliner of the show, said, uh, I just want to share with all of you that this is a low point in my career, and it's making me rethink everything. That's what the guy said. So... You know, that was probably a lot of the problem with the brunch comedy on Carnival. It's a bunch of families and kids, and you had to keep it clean because there's families. So these guys got to wake up at 10 a.m., 
a lot of times these guys like to have a few beers before they go on too. These comedians, these veteran comedians, they want to get a little, uh, you know, lubed up before. Social lube, as um, me and myself and a friend would call it back in the day, a little liquor. And uh, they, you're not doing that at 10 a.m. So at 10.30 a.m., you got to go into a cold brunch room. And I mean cold by like they're not ready to laugh. And uh, you got to be funny. And these people just want you to shut up. So that makes sense that they didn't want that to happen. But uh, it does seem like as far as for the guests and for the kids and everybody, they did love the Dr. Seuss breakfast and the green eggs and ham and the whole bit. So that's it. Now we'll stay with the family and kids stuff for a bit. And we'll talk about Disney. Disney has named its next and newest cruise ship. And she will be called the Disney Treasure. She's set to launch in 2024. Now, there was this uh, Disney fan event. They call it the D23 Expo. You know, all the Comic-Con people you know about and all the big convention people, the Trekkies out there. They got one for Disney. It's called the D23 Expo. Uh, This news was broken at this event, and it was backed up with actual renderings of the ship. The theme will be Walt Disney's lifelong love of exploration. The atrium will be designed with influences from Africa and Asia. It's going to pay tribute to the land that is the setting for Disney's mega popular movie, Aladdin. Ever hear of Aladdin? I haven't seen Aladdin. Have you? I I, got to tell you, Disney knows how to make a movie. I can't tell you. The storylines will captivate the adult mind. Now, of course, a lot of times it's cartoon or CGI or whatever it is, pixel. I don't know what they do now. I haven't seen one in a while. But I'll tell you what, for my own entertainment, I watched Lady and the Tramp maybe five, six years ago because I just remember seeing it in the theater as a young kid, and I remember loving the story. It was a good story. You know what I mean? That cra- that scary part when the Siamese cats, is that what they say? We are Siamese. The Siamese cats come along or whatever they are, and... uh you know, just it's a, it's a it's a good story. It's a good story, and Disney does that a lot. It can hold the attention of the adult. Uh, the ship will weigh in at 140 gross tons. It's going to offer 1,250 staterooms, putting it just a little larger than its sister ship, uh, the Disney Fantasy. I'm sorry, no, that's not its sister ship. It's going to be a little bit lar- larger than the Disney Fantasy and the Disney Dream. They're going to make this an LNG ship, which is the uh, fuel-efficient uh, liquid uh, natural gas and uh, Meyerwerft will handle the build. It will be the same class as the new ship that they recently launched called the Disney Wish. The cruise line does plan to have one more ship built for that class in 2025, but it doesn't have a name yet. It's kind of crazy. There's going to be three Disney new builds in four years. And the only reason that's crazy is because over the past 10 years, there hasn't been a new Disney ship built. These ships are gorgeous. You could hear, you've already heard about the Disney Wish and how popular that has been. I've done a couple of online tours. The ship looks fantastic, beautiful. So that's that's a deadly combination. When you're matching the level of I guess attention to detail, the food, the entertainment, and the one I guess thing you could say if you want to knock Disney was that it would ha- I would build older ships. It would it would feature older ships. But if they're putting the newest and, and best in this state of the art functionality on cruise ships now and putting these big new builds out, they are going to be even more of a force to be reckoned with than they already are. 
All right, let's take it through the wilderness, move on, and get to what you guys want to hear. A lot of people were anticipating, uh, let's say a lot of people, yes, they're banging down my door. No, some people are very interested in my take on Virgin Voyages, and I, I had to do it, guys. Of course, I had to get on that ship. Better late than never. It was, a uh, you know, Scarlet Lady's out. There's already kind of, what, another one that's already in play right now and another one on the way. Eventually, another one after that. You get the Scarlet, the Resilient, the brilliant and the oh there's another lady the valiant lady i got them all brilliant lady is the the last with the value the 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 resilient lady is going to be the third one i believe could be right could be wrong now bear with me guys i'm going to go through this i wrote notes okay i wrote a lot of notes and when you're talking about describing a whole cruise and really giving a play-by-play it's really, really tough to figure out how you're going to sequentially give this information to you. So some of it might be a little bit random. There might be a little bit of jumping around from issue to issue, from feature to feature, from experience to experience. But I'm hoping that you guys work with me a little bit. Okay. So, oh, by the way, before I say that, I put a post up today. And I put a post up and it said, by the way, and I'm only saying this because I see that it reached like 11 like not 11, like 120 people. I don't get it. There's over a thousand people. We're hopefully uh, steaming along to put 2,000 people in the Facebook group, the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. Uh, And I don't know if you didn't get it. If you didn't get it, if you didn't see it, go to the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook and look at the post. I really would love to get some feedback. I was discouraged by when I said a full participation, when I usually call for a full participation, if you're so inclined, I like when, you know, maybe if you wouldn't normally post or respond or or, or react, maybe, maybe if you're so inclined, help me out on that particular one. And if I, I, I don't do it often, but when I do do it, you know, I'm just kind of putting out a call out there for, so I asked for criticism and feedback. I always think about the restaurant business and I always talk about like what we survive on. And we know that if the reviews are good, if people are saying good things about us and we do have a busy restaurant with a lot of reviews that come in and most of the time they're good, it puts us in the right frame of mind to let us know we're doing the right thing. Now, since I started this, I'll be straight up and transparent with you guys. Numbers have gone down. <laughs> It's it's a little wacky to where like you know you 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 see yourself being more consistent and these are like the keys through your studies and your kind of you know and I know I know people are gonna say Tommy shut the hell up don't worry about your numbers just do your job just do this just do that yeah that's that's all well and good and it's nice to hear you say and probably there's a there's a the the the, the actual I guess conventional wisdom would tell you that that's the way to do it. Don't necessarily get caught up in your numbers. I'm not. Just put my head down and go forward. That's what I'm going to do. I am going to do that. I'm going to continue to put a show out and do the best I can. I just feel like it's a little interesting that, you know, I I do see, you know, you can't help but compare yourself to people who have been around for a while who are doing shows and, you know, they haven't been around as long as you and some of them have been more active than you, but some of them haven't been as active as you and you see that your numbers are slipping a little bit. Again, like I said, I expected it, putting out more content, but, you know, I didn't put out the second show last week, and I looked at last week's episode, and we're light. We're definitely light, and I have to exercise patience, and I have to stay the course, and I have to... Having said that, there is nothing wrong 
with me reaching out to you guys as a group and asking, what are your critiques? Now, of course, as, 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 <laughs> as nature would have it, I ask for the feedback. And like the first two things are two people telling me the show is too long. And another people telling me they like the long format and they'd like to see that continue. They, they'd like to. See. So again, I have to look for patterns. So if you have any idea as to what I could be doing with the show better, you'll probably tell me, stop asking us to give you reviews on the show and just do your stupid show. Maybe, and then fair. That would be fair. But I would ask that you, if you go on the Facebook group and you weren't alerted that I made that post, go check it out. And if you can give it to me respectfully, I don't care what you say. You know, obviously, let's just be respect. I uh, constructive criticism, criticism. Like I said, the restaurant business feedback is key. Uh, and again, there's going to be some weird stuff. I'm already getting people tell me they don't like the theme song. You know, <laughs> theme song is great. If you don't like the theme song, d- d- fine, don't listen to it. But uh, I have no problem. I have no issues with the theme song whatsoever. And if you don't like the theme song, if you're not going to not listen to a podcast because of the theme song, then I don't know. I don't know, but I, you, the person didn't say that. They say they skip forward past it. Skip forward past anything. Skip forward past well, Many of you already skipped forward past this, but I would like just some feedback. Anything that you think of, because I see a lot of podcasts too, and I say to myself, man, they would have just such a better show if they would just do this. And you know what? Maybe they'll see that, and they'll say, well, that's one guy who says that. That's one person's opinion. But if five people have the same opinion, maybe six people, eight people, 12 people, maybe it's something to look into. You know, I'm always going to do the way I show, do, the way I've done it. I think the show has been pretty consistent across the board. But again, there's no nobody is above feedback. Feedback is a very, very valuable tool. So if you wouldn't mind going to that post, if you can check it out and give me a little or re, send me an email. Some people sent me an email, too, and let me know because they didn't want it to be public. But any feedback you got on the show, I'm here to listen to it all day. Just be nice. I'm a little sensitive. I'm a little sensitive, so just be constructive with it, and we'll be all good. It'll be great. All right, so yes, let's talk. The Scarlet Lady. I booked this cruise as part of a UR Comp casino deal, and I invited my friend Stu on this cruise. Now, I mentioned it on the podcast, the uh, Wake Up Show. Me and Stu, are we the best ideal cruisers together? Not sure if if that's if we are. Uh, well, I'll go into a little bit more detail on that on the uh, the wake up show on the Patreon, but because uh, I don't want to bore you guys with that. But uh, we, we always he's one of my best friends. We had a great time. He's a great guy, and you know loves cruising and loved this cruise as well with me. So, first impressions of the room. The TV is absolutely great. You know, Virgin Voyages is trying to figure out what was lacking in the industry overall. Again, speaking about feedback, they may have gone too far in some cases because, again, a lot of people complain about stuff, but then they more people, you find out, wanted it the other way. But they listened. You could tell they listened to some of the traditional complaints about cruising. The TV was absolutely great. It looked like it was about a 45 to 50-inch TV. Um, The problem with the TV was that it's just not the conventional setup. There were no real channels. You didn't go on and just basically like have a broadcast system, a cable service. It looked like it was more along the lines of a YouTube TV type thing, and there was only like five channels. There was CNN, MSNBC, CNBC, 
Fox News, ESPN1, ESPN2, and like the Virgin Channel, where they just give you the lineup. You know, there was no, I'm telling you, I am a cruise nerd, guys. So I did miss not having the channels with the cameras on that shows you the navigational bridge or the aft or the or the pool deck. I missed not having the, um, you know, the information on where we are, what our coordinates are, and what the, the you know, the, 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 the way, the, the seas are the sorry the feet the meters of how high the seas are two three meters i miss that stuff i like that stuff being a cruise nerd and again that's totally makes sense it's on brand for virgin trying to be a little cooler than the, the the traditional cruise lines again did it make or break my cruise absolutely not but it was just like i said i'm not gonna i'm gonna try to be as detailed as possible with this uh beds so the beds were this the pre-cruise experience i'll be honest i didn't love there was a lot of lot to be desired for the pre-cruise experience one thing about virgin voyages is they are not hell-bent on kissing your ass you can't get them on the phone okay if you say you have a cruise booked now i'm sure if you say you're looking to book a new cruise you'll get somebody right away but you know they they you can't get them on the phone. If you, I call at least three times, spend over half hour, hour on the whole on hold, and it, you don't you don't get the guy. I put an email. I want the beds taken apart. You know what I mean? I love my boy still, but we don't want to cuddle. Okay, so you know they didn't have a scenario where they could really separate the beds fully. They turned the beds into an L shape, and we couldn't have that done prior to the cruising. I told the host, for you are comped, please separate the beds. I know you can get the room steward to do it when you get on board, but A, we don't want to have to chase them down, and B, I don't want to walk into a room with Stu and see one giant bed there. <laughs> little, little petty, but, you know, can you just separate the beds? No, no, just tell the steward. Tell the room steward when you get there, and they'll do it for you. Okay, fine, no problem. Um... The storage was good. There was plenty of storage. Pretty. Uh, the room was small. So for a small room, the storage was impressive. They had a lot of nooks, a lot of crannies. Uh, I did not. I brought a, 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 a charger, a, um, what did you call it, a surge protector. Did not need that at all. There were outlets and ports everywhere. That, that was just not needed at all whatsoever. The lighting, as everybody's talking about, the lighting on Virgin Voyages, it's a little bit, I mean, I, I'd prefer switches. I'm a little older, I guess, but, you know, I didn't need the strobe light, the mood light, the settings, and this and that. It would have been great if I could just hit a switch and have the lights the way I want them. But, no, you have to open the tablet, activate the tablet, and then open up the app that says lighting, and then you have to kind of figure out, you know, max lighting, this lighting, that lighting, whatever lighting it is. And, it was again, not a bad thing, but I'm telling you, I prefer the regular, you know, switches. I'm old school. I'm crazy. I like light switches. Um, the bed was very comfortable. There was no get the luggage under. There was no get the suitcase under the bed. The bed was low to the ground, almost like platform style. So you couldn't get a suitcase under the bed, which, you know, for me is an issue. But again, dealt with it let's talk about the bathrooms okay the bathrooms is a clearly a situation where they were listening to a lot of the criticism that comes with regular cruising the everything is tight the showers are tight so now the bathroom same size to me there's an overall theme with virgin voyages and that overall theme is give and take okay you give a little bit you got to take a little bit and i'll tell you 
The bathroom was the same size as a regular bathroom, but what they did was, and this is good, this is a good thing, they put a regular, almost a regular size shower in there. You had plenty of room to shower, even if it's a fatsman like myself, and the toilet bowl, you were actually sitting on an actually toilet, an actual toilet bowl, like a regular home toilet bowl, it felt like, so you didn't have to, um, you know... <laughs> Whatever, let's leave that alone. But it wasn't like this little round little pot that you usually get for a toilet bowl. Now, what's the drawback to that? Again, give and take. So you really didn't have much room at all to operate in that bathroom. I was basically standing in one spot, and I had room to turn and turn and turn and turn. I couldn't take a step in either direction. Again, I don't know. I I didn't necessarily have a preference on that either way i guess that's basically a tie i don't need a ton of room to shower now here's the problem with the shower uh they have two ways now this is really good again give and take you get the beautiful fountain uh, waterfall type of shower that comes from the ceiling so the water was cascading on you from directly above your head and that's a really really cool feature but they also had the wand they had the handheld so you had to be careful. It was literally like out of a Laurel and Hardy skit for people who are ancient like me. Uh, you turn the water on at least twice. I turned the water on and I don't think my buddy Stu was setting me up on purpose because I left it that way a couple of times too. But you put the shower wand on the hook that, that is, I guess, you know, facing the back wall of the shower if you turn the water on without paying attention, you just get blasted right in the face with aggressively cold water, and uh, it was very unpleasant. So you gotta you, you do that twice, and then you know, okay, before I turn this water on, you know which 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 faucet is it coming out of? If it's focused on if it's if it's on the wand, is the wand facing directly at me? it was just crazy but it was a comfortable shower uh the soap i will say the soap had this just it didn't they had the body soap they had the shampoo and they had the conditioner for some reason it all smelled like noxema i found that to be very bizarre but we got through it didn't really make too much of a difference and the other thing was is that the door wouldn't stay closed. I almost had to, in order to not flood out the bathroom, I had to hold the shower door closed. Again, nitpicking, just trying to give you guys as much details as possible. Let's go to embarkation. Embarkation was very smooth. It was quick. I was kind of like making fun of Stu because he's always wanting to get there early. And I said, especially on a ship like this, uh, the boarding time was 2.45. You couldn't get on the ship before 2.45, which is also anomalic, anomalic. An- anomalic it's like an, an- anomaly uh, anomaly i'm trying to go for but change the usage of it um so i was saying if we get there at 245 we are not getting on this ship anytime soon because everybody's so used to cruising early they're going to try to get there early they can't get on early we're going to be in a big line but Stu was right Stu was absolutely right we got there at 240 and we were one of the first people that were there there was probably maybe 150 people to 200 people in front of us and curb to ship and we got to park i got to park right in the air in the in the lot walk downstairs right across the street uh and and you're right there and we had to wait for a little while before they got going we got into the lobby before you were even allowed to board the ship once you were allowed to board the ship 
Curb 2 ship total was about 45 minutes. Not a bad experience at all. The facility was very, very nice. Uh, interesting thing is in their facility, they had single podiums. There was no long desk where they kind of work with each other and they have their infrastructure back there. Everything they do is handheld cell phone. And we'll get to that no matter what. We'll get to that in a little while too as well. But everything they have is either tablet or cell phone. It's a cell phone looking device. It's handheld. All handheld. So all they needed to do anything that they want to do is just a, a, a podium. Not connected to anything. And that's what their embarkation process is. And that's all the stuff you do as far as you know checking in. And you know if you didn't activate your card, you could do that there. All that stuff. Uh, crew was definitely fun. From the minute you got on board, the crew was absolutely in general a good time. Of course, you still have your rule where if it's for regular cruise lines, you know, one-third, one-third, one-third. One-third is over the top nice. One-third is completely over it. And the middle third is, you know, they do a good job. They do their job, nothing crazy, whatever. I would say there's definitely less, way fewer people in that bottom third. Uh, there was a lot of people there who were excited to be a part of the Virgin experience. They were nice, very very, very few times that I walked past a crew member and they did not greet me, smile at me, and be very, very inviting and accommodating to me. Uh, you know, usually, you know, you, I say it's cabin steward level. Usually the nicest person on your ship a lot of times is your cabin steward. They know your name right away. They're smiling. They're always pleasant. More people that were in the crew on this ship were at a cabin steward level of friendliness. Uh, the layout on the ship in general, despite the fact that there's like a little, you know, differences in designs, is fairly typical. The promenade, if you want to call anything that was resembling a promenade, it was on deck seven. And that's what I'll say. Most of the action was on there. You know, there was like the three deck situation like you normally get on cruise ships. Like, let's just say it's uh, four, five and six on like a carnival ship where four has got some action going on and then set, uh, six has some action going on, but then five has everything. It's typical, same thing. So uh, the the five, six, and seven scenario is where most of the action is on on the Virgin ship. Four is the uh, where you're going to get off to do your excursions and you know, go on on to uh, go ashore and disembark. But uh, most of the stuff happened on deck seven. That's where you know you don't get to go the full circumference of the ship around like a traditional promenade but there was outdoor space significant outdoor space on deck seven lounge area too as well very comfortable area on deck seven as well as aft um well there was a area that was called the roundabout and that is located in what most cruise ships would call their atrium it wasn't a traditional atrium in that it was like this grandiose hall that greeted you and like had all your stuff that you got to do like you know when you're walking into an atrium or a, or a promenade this was not like that it was way way more subtle it did have a roundabout the roundabout did cover all three decks uh but then on the uh, one of the decks it would have you know there was an area for entertainment and a stage in there and a bar in there they had an atrium bar uh coffee place things like that so a lot of the layout stuff was typical but it did have a modern look and the designs were uh model as well uh the exterior of the ship in general if you've ever seen the ship it kind of very very modern looking especially with the uh the the bow the bow the bow definitely has like a little bit of a reverse what do you call that thing the reverse kind of angle where whatever i'm leaving <laughs> 
I'm not being very descriptive, but at the front of the ship, you know, when the the front of the ship, the the bow usually goes back as it hits the waterline. This was more kind of level to where it did thin out, but it was kind of straight towards the front. I'll stop talking about that because I don't think I'm really explaining myself properly. It's difficult. Um, day one. So the day one on the ship, the first thing after settling into the room, we wanted to do a little bit of a ship tour. And I described the room to you guys, uh, but then we wanted to walk around the ship. Uh, we did do the muster drill. So the muster drill is very, very simple. All you really have to do is watch this. I mean, again, I will say they do in some cases try a little too hard and there is this really glammy vegas style show tune type of uh show on the tv that you have to watch that will kind of give you all the information but it was just so it's just so weird it's just this lady singing on a star-studded stage with the lights behind her saying don't forget the biggest enemy to a cruise ship is fire yeah fire we don't want to fire you got to obey the rule it was just really weird it was like you know that you don't have to make a production and you don't have to you know make a a, a, a cool guy thing or like a you don't have to modernize everything some people are just some things are just okay the way they are i respect what you're doing i see what you're doing but again you do you have to really record this woman they, they, it's called jumping the shark a little bit. And I think they did that a little bit in certain areas. First thing we did. So we did the muster drill. After you watch the muster drill, it's, it's, it, they see that you watched it, I guess, because you just kind of, yes, I watched it. Click yes. Then you have to go to your muster station. All they do with the muster station is give you instructions on how to put the life vest on. That's it. And they show you right in front of and they give you personal classes. So they just sit around and wait for people to show up and they must have given this demonstration. I don't know how many times, but me and Stu went down there and we were early. We were on time. We were very well. It wasn't like we were the last people that showed up. We just saw people that would show up to the muster station and then some lady would sit us down and she would go over how to use the life jacket for us and then it would be done. So I did get a coffee. I went, you know, I love my cruise ship coffee. I was not happy with this scenario. I asked for a iced coffee and they gave me an iced Americano, which is almost like iced coffee, but it's not quite the same. So then I said, you know, do you don't have cold brew? Yeah, we can give you cold brew. We do have cold brew, but sometimes, and it was keg ridden cold brew. And when it's not fresh brewed cold brew and it's just out of the keg, it's not as good. I did not like this iced coffee. I'm sorry, the cold brew, which I'm usually not that picky. I'm not a coffee expert. I just like coffee, but this just had a weird kind of taste to it. So I ended up going back to the Americano. Not at that point. I wasn't putting them through this. But uh, when I went back, I went back to the Americano, and uh, that's what I drank for the rest of the cruise for my coffee cruise. It wasn't really you know, my routine, and we'll talk about solo versus being with somebody again uh, in a little while, but it was a little different. It was a little different, and probably the fact that you didn't really have a buffet made it a little bit different. It, it, the start of the day experience was a little bit different for me on this. But the first thing we did after we did the muster, after we got the coffee, after we got unpacked, we went up to uh, the Lido deck, the pool deck, and above that on deck six of so the pool deck was on deck 15 and then the uh deck above that was deck 16 and they had this little cafe area on deck 16 that served you poke bowls 
that blew my mind a little bit. You can get the salmon tartare, the tuna tartare, or something else. Poke veggie, poke bowls. And not only could you get poke bowls with the rice and with the quinoa, whatever else they got in there, you can sub the rice for cauliflower. So you're on the ship, you know, a couple hours. You go up, and they're just handing poke bowls out with chopsticks like it's like it's free. It's free. Just take it. Take as much of it as you want. That's That started things off on the right foot. I was like, this is a nice touch. This is not something. This is an expense that a lot of cruise lines are not going to incur because that's expensive stuff. And then there was a sail away party. So uh, Stu, it's what it is. You know what I mean? He, I, I, he was happy. He was happy to do it. But I was like, told him, like he's like, let's go have dinner. Let's do it. I'm like, no, Stu, you can, but this is a sail away party. We're, we only have one chance to sail out of Miami and see the land for the last time until tomorrow. And they're going to have a DJ up there and they're going to do whatever they're going to do. But I was, oh, here's the thing. So we were walking around the ship and we were touring the ship for a little bit. So before we did any of this, we were really trying to get a good feel of the ship. And we ended up breaking in, as I always do, to what they call the red room. And the red room is the main show lounge. So we walked in there. Nobody cared. Nobody cared at all. Yeah, the show was, was, um, was, was, there was no show. There was no rehearsal, whatever. But there was one employee in there. And I just kind of walk in. If you kick me out, I'll leave. You know what I mean? But I'm going to walk in. I'm going to get my f- quick little photo. I was trying to get that out of the way. My fo- my philosophy usually on ship tour footage is to pick a day towards the end of the cruise, maybe a final sea day, and then do the whole ship. I switched it up this time. I was like, if I'm somewhere and I'm in a position to get footage, I'm just going to get the footage, and hopefully the accumulation of all that will give me a good ship tour. We'll see how it comes out. But that's what I was doing. So we ended up in the red room, the main show lounge, and I took my little picture there. And there was a woman there, and she told us, uh, we asked her. You know, she was obviously worked for the cruise ship. We asked her about the shows, and then she said, don't forget, sail away party, five minutes. You you, you don't want to miss that because it's free champagne. Now, there's no drink package. So you're telling me free champagne. Normally, of course, I'd say, no, I'm not drinking free champagne. I got the drink package. I'm not having you a $2 bottle of Corbell, you know, but this is different. So we're going to have free champagne. It's free, okay, rather than paying $13 for a Grey Goose every time you can walk up to the bar. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna lighten the load a little bit, and we're going to get a head start with some free champagne. And this, we did that. So the free champagne was awesome. They kept it coming. It was whatever you want, regular champagne, or you can get rosé. The sail away party was good the minute. The minute that sail away party started and that DJ kicked in, you automatically knew that you were on a cruise ship that knew how to throw a party. You know what I mean? You weren't hearing, I just came to say hello. You didn't hear uh, Cupid Shuffle. You didn't hear not one cha-cha slide on this cruise ship. This was a DJ who knew how to mash up music and mix music, and he had the hottest stuff that's out there today. And that was really, really appreciated. And that was something I really, really liked. Uh, so the sail away party happened. We got we got a nice buzz going. We both said it. We were like, you know, I don't know. What do we have? Nine, ten glasses of champagne each? Yeah, they're little glasses. But still, that's going to do a job on you. Especially because I didn't really eat at all. And uh, the first dinner we had 
was going to be at Razzle Dazzles. So the Razzle Dazzles is their vegan forward or veggie forward, whatever you want to call it. I'm not in that world. Uh, restaurant. It's not totally vegetarian. There are chicken dishes and beef dishes. But if you're a veggie person, if you're a, a vegan or a vegetarian, you can go into Razzle Dazzles and there's going to be, that's the menu that's going to have the most options for you. We got the mushroom tartare, which was absolutely delicious. It was a uh, it was great. We got the uh, squash, squash raviolis. We got a couple of different types of chickens because, like I said, they do have the they call it the naughty menu. They have the regular menu and then the naughty menu. And the naughty, all that means is it's a bunch of things that's not necessarily vegan. Uh, but it was good, really, really good. Got the churro. Had to get the dessert. Got a little uh, rainbow churro for dessert. That was awesome as well. Not gonna lie. I was banged up. We were banged up for that. We had a lot of champagne. And again, the way we cruise, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to lie. I'm be act here acting like I'm going to give you the ingredients and the flavor profiles for everything and details like that. I'm telling you it was good food and it was plentiful food. So um, after that, we went back to the room, kind of got showered up. We heard that there was a pajama party about to go down. See, they get it already right there. You're having pajama parties. You got people thinking about late nights. You got people thinking about sleepy sleepwear. People are going to come out in scandals clothes. You got Now, on previous sailings, I, th- I heard that these uh, sleepover parties were at the aft. On the upper deck, and so this this cruise ship had two nice aft portions of the ship, maybe even three. The top was like a sun deck, so you had a top four. I'll go four. So the top top level was this kind of like sun deck retreat that was very very quiet. Right below that was a little bit more of a party kind of area. It had a bar, uh, tables set up and everything, whatever else, and it had a net. That's where the, it's almost like, you know, those catamaran nets that you can lay on. And what was cool is that through that net, you look down and it goes all the way down to deck seven. So it was kind of like I did a little video on Instagram with me walking across it. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't that scary. You looked, you saw it was very, very reinforced netting with another kind of network of, 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 of lattice ropage underneath that too. So you knew you were going to be fine. You know, we're going to do fall through. Uh, but it was scary looking that looking down. It was like, you know, you see the wake, you see the people all the way down below on deck seven. So that's two aft decks i told you about right below that what they have is almost like what you would consider the great outdoors on norwegian it's the extension of their galley that's the concept that they do instead of doing the uh buffet they do the galley we'll talk more about that you know but basically long story short you're sitting down you're ordering your food it's uh, a server full service restaurant but almost like a buffet type of setup looks like the buffet the layout is just like what you would expect on a normal cruise ship buffet but that was like i said all right so the third level down on that one aft portion of the ship is like the great outdoors you take your food out there you can eat your food out there to go whatever it's chill out there on the back of the ship and eat nothing more nothing less but then all the way down below that they have this gorgeous area of the ship where they have like a, a, a barbecue, Korean barbecue section, like Korean, but it felt like Korean because it was like a lot of satay, a lot of Asian sauce, a lot of peanut sauce. And it was like, um, you know, whether you want a chicken or beef, it was like on a stick. And it was the only part of the ship where you actually get fire grilled food. So the actual fire. 
anyway so so they there's a beautiful tree this is almost like it, it, uh, uh, compared to royal caribbean's central park that's kind of what it the feel that it was going for there was some some greenery in the area very very comfortable seats i mean the ship is littered with beds if there's a common theme on this ship i've said this before uh because i was on that ship with sony when we were invited to that uh, preview i said there was a lot of beds when i went on it then i was not prepared for just how many beds there were because i didn't see the whole ship there's literally beds everywhere they boast the largest day bed at sea on that party deck of the aft portion of the ship that i mentioned that's on deck i believe it's deck 15 uh no that's deck 16 it's up one deck 15 has the eating area the great outdoors area so on deck 16 it has the catamaran and then it has the beds that literally line the whole back of the ship. They boast the largest day bed at sea. There's beds upstairs, downstairs, inside, outside. There's beds everywhere. Like I told you, I'm telling you right firsthand. I'm telling you what I say. I said, you probably don't want to take a black light to any of that stuff. I can confirm that because I wasn't so lucky. But my buddy Stu can absolutely tell you some of the stuff that will go on on those beds. And he could tell you firsthand. And I saw some of those people on those ships, on on this ship, and it was going down. It was, just, I mean, it was, I mean, this ship is different. This ship is wild, okay? So I'm going to leave it at that for now, but we'll go back to it uh, a little while. So, all right, so the pajama party, again, DJ-driven party. Everybody's in pajamas. They didn't allow, they didn't have it outside anymore. I don't know why. It was a beautiful night, but they put it on deck seven in an area of the ship that would would you would consider to be like almost like a segue area like a hallway type of area but it you know the, it was very very nice it was a very nice area with a lot of chairs and couches and beds and a lot of things and the dj was rocking and it was an absolute great time we enjoyed the hell out of it there was i mean there was like i said Stu had the line of the cruise because there was like i said i, I said this on the wake up show there was a group of people in the front, they had men had to be in their sixties and seventies, and the girls that they were with, I'm, I'm gonna say it, they were stripper porn star builds. I mean that type of look where it's just, I mean, just stuffed with all cosmetic things and just body types that were, you know, borderline impossible to have without enhancements. And they're with these like 60, 70 year old guys and st- <laughs> they were right by the DJ booth, kind of roped off. They had bottles. Still was like, oh my God, look at these oligarchs. <laughs> I thought it was funny. It was great, but it was good. Again, they proved themselves again, saying that you could tell uh, that they knew how to throw a party. So then it was casino time, okay? Late, late night, went to the casino. Uh, immediately, over the first hour and a half, dropped $900. I was down $900. Uh, not happy, pissed off. But again, you can't put an amount of money that you're not comfortable with losing. You can't let the casino ruin your cruise. Just don't ever do that. Rule of thumb, never do it. But I was down 900 and I found a way to bounce back and I won six of it back. So I'm now only down 300. Definitely boost heavy. And again, it's not like you got a drink package. You're buying drinks, you're buying drinks, you're gambling. And it's, it's again, the adrenaline goes when you gamble. So 
you like to be a little boxed up when you're gambling, but at the same time, it's more difficult to get drunk while you're gambling because your senses are uh, are in high alert. You're watching those cards come out. You, the adrenaline's going because you know sometimes anywhere from twenty five to fifty to seventy five dollars a hand is in play, and uh, you're fired up. So, again, long story short, with the casino first night went down nine hundred, came back. Uh, one six of it back down left the casino down 300 lived to fight another day no late night food i was very very proud of myself first night one that gave me a lot of momentum i felt good okay you got it done you got to bed without chowing down on a bunch of pizza so really all i ate was the pokeball when i got on the ship and we went in a little bit at razzle dazzle nothing crazy not too bad day two this is key west day Okay, so this day is Scarlet Night. You know, that doesn't come into play until later at night, but we'll talk more about that in a little while. So again, I made it to the gym early, did the coffee thing, went to the galley, got a little food. You got to remember with the galley. So the galley has a, a good amount of restaurants there. So you have the taco place at the galley. You have noodles. I guess it's an Asian bar. You know, it's like almost like a pad thai type of place. You have um, the 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 burger joint you have the sushi setup and you have the panini place and then you have the sweets and bakeries and breads and stuff like that so you're not wanting for anything really in the galley there's plenty of food to go around and it's all good stuff but you just sit there and they come up to you and you go on with your phone and you activate the qr code so you see the menu and you order your food now aside from that they also have the grab and go Weirdly enough, the sushi is grab and go. So there's like maybe five or six different types of sushi, including a combo, which is like one of each. You're not getting any more rolls with that. You're just getting more of a variety of the same. I guess it's nine rolls, I believe, six or nine rolls. I forgot eight rolls. Maybe who knows? But, you know, you just grab as many as you want and go. So you could walk by the sushi joint. Grab six boxes of sushi. Now, I never did this. I never had more than one at a time for just be not being an animal purposes and also portion control purposes. But it was one of the coolest nights. I grabbed a couple of sushis while I was waiting. Was, I was early, so I was waiting for Stu before we were going to go to the Korean place. This is another night. And uh, I, got a, I got a sushi and ate some sushi on the back deck. It was beautiful. Full moon. It was gorgeous. Posted a picture of it and... Uh, Pretty impressive, pretty impressive. But there's a bunch of grab-and-go stuff. So you can grab wraps. You can grab this uh, kind of like this dip, this hummus. You can grab, they had this uh, toast that featured a lot of, you know, the uh, smoked salmon for breakfast with capers, you know, you know, like you get at the Jewish delis. There was tons of stuff that you could just grab and go. Trail mix, fruit, uh, veggie, crudités. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to pull that off long term because I know I saw people that had more grab and go boxes that they could freaking carry. I know Stu went to the gym. He got up a little bit before me most of the time, but he would always bring something back for me, but I wouldn't be ready to eat it. Not that I don't want to eat it, not that I don't appreciate it, but I want to go to the gym. I want to get my coffee, and I want to sweat it out first. Then I want to get my food. I'm not going to eat the food that he brought back because it's smoked salmon that's not refrigerated anymore, and now it's been sitting in our room. So I know there was some waste, and I know there were people being absolute pigs with it. So how are you going to, I mean, and that's not cheap stuff. Sushi is not cheap. Raw fish is not cheap. 
got the tartar, like the um, poke bowls. How is this cruise line that is, I know, not making money? I heard there was 1,325 people on board my sailing. And I heard most of the sailings are under. And we already know we did the story a couple of weeks ago about Virgin Voyages securing an extra $50 million in funding. So I don't know. Again, the business model, I don't know the long-term thing. But I'm just trying to figure out giving all this free food away. And we didn't even get to the restaurants yet. And they're all free. They're all free. So I don't know. That's... That's I was a fan of Virgin Voyages. Again, not a fan of a lot of things the the way they do things. A lot of things just hurt the experience. But overall, it's a net positive by a long shot. Okay, but I'm just interested in trying to see how they're gonna, you know, deal with all this food. They're gonna have to make cuts. I know they're losing money right now. I talked to a guy who was a boat pilot guy, and he was on board um, as well. And he and he talked about the the. the ship in general it's pretty much well-known fact that you know they're not in the black yet they're still hopeful that they will be but at this point they're not so all right going back to day two scarlet night but before that we're doing gym we're doing the galley we're doing the coffee and we're doing key west we kept it very very simple in key west i gotta tell you Stu got off the ship first I was a little behind them. You know what I mean? I'm happy to be behind them. I stay up a little bit later. I'm kind of still in that kind of mode. Uh, I watch some watch some movies. I'll say that. Despite the fact that I did not like the amount of channels that were available, I loved the Dude, they just litter it with free movies. You just watch movies. Like, those movies are crazy. And yeah, of course, we're not sitting in a, a cruise ship to watch movies, but they had first room movies. They had the Elvis movie in there. I don't know if I could sit through that Elvis movie. It's a musical. I tried to watch it twice, turned it off. Argo. Watched Argo on the ship, and I got reconnected with that. I had seen it before, but it had been a while, and I really, really enjoyed it watching it this time. Ben Affleck, great job with this with this Argo movie that you did. Uh, but I remember when I get off the ship to meet Stu, and I was only like an hour or so behind him, not even. He wanted to go and check out Sloppy Joe's, check out Rick's, some of these other places that he had recommendations of, and uh, you know places that we already know about that exist in Key West, and you know we all know and love on Duval Street. So I was just immediately blasted with the heat. I could not believe how hot it was. I had just run three miles in the gym on the elliptical, running around, doing weights, sweating my ass off. Still not ready for how hot it was in freaking Key West. But I knew that I'd have to get some water. So I got a big jug of, um, you know, a big jug of water. I got one for Stu too and met him over at uh, Sloppy Joe's. And we hung out there. I didn't drink. No drinking at Key West whatsoever for me. Uh, we decided to walk. I just told him, let's do a little walk. We'll go from one end of Duval to the other. It is way longer of a walk than I remembered it being. <laughs> we passed some of the, all the hot spots. We passed everything that was on Duval, made it all the way to the other side. And uh, we, um, you know, we went to the buoy, the buoy that says the southernmost point. I'll say this about that. Boy, was it, did they corporatize that? I went to the start of going there a bunch of years ago, a little over a decade ago. It was just a buoy. You sit there, you take a picture. And I remember even last time I went there, it was a buoy now that there was a line starting to form there. Okay? No problem. It's a line. Now it's roped off. Now they got a big rope set up there and, you know, they got an organ- organized situation over there. There was one woman. She was uh, a moron. 
I'll say it. She was a moron. Uh, but I, I, everybody was showing great patience with her. There was a line that was halfway down the block, but she was demanding that whoever was with them take a picture of her on this side of it, take a picture on that side of it. Then it had to be a video where she yelled, Key West, welcome to Key West, the southernmost place in the world. And then she said to somebody, in the world, right? Southernmost place in the world? No, no, ma'am. We're, we're not halfway there. We're not halfway to the closest place in the U.S. Okay, I'll try it again. Key West, southernmost place in the country, in the U.S. And everybody was very patient with her. Now, I knew that there was this camera just from kind of like, you know, checking out the internet and looking at some of the bars in St. Thomas. They feed you some of these other places that you might want to look at. Oh, Key West, they got the buoy there. So I knew we were going to be on that channel, whether I was going to see it or not. But I was able to get a picture of me and Stu, a couple of pictures of me and Stu that I just kind of screenshot off the regular YouTube feed that has that 24-7 camera that shines on that buoy. And I don't think I posted those yet, but I will. But it was funny. It was just funny. Then we walked all the way back. We checked out. We started on Whitehead Street. Whitehead Street is more historical. So they run parallel with each other. You have Duval on one side. Then you have Whitehead Street on the other side. Duval is more for the revelry and the craziness and uh, the wackiness and the drinks and the food. A Whitehall, which is literally a block away, a block over or two. I think it's one block over. It, it's parallel, and it has more of the historical sites. It has the Truman White House. It has the Hemingway House. It has the old Key West Lighthouse. Definitely a lot of attractions, a lot of more historical sites. Really cool. Pan Am Brewery is awesome. Uh, that's where the first ever offices for Pan Am were. They turned it into a brewery and a restaurant, and I liked it. I didn't. We didn't go there this time, but last time I was there, I absolutely loved it. Really, really cool. So after that, we went back on the ship, and we got back on the ship. We hung out. Stu went right to the pool. I was thinking about going to the pool too, but I went to the room for a little while, put my feet up for a little while. I got a little bored, walked around the ship, and I was like, you know, I did buy a red shirt, and this red shirt was for Scarlet Night. Put on the shirt. I didn't like it. It was too small. It was too tight. I, was, I wear a 2X, and this was a 1X. It did look like a big 1X, but lo and behold, you put the shirt on. I needed the 2X. Didn't need it. Could I have gotten away with it? Yes, but I decided, all right, you know what? I got some time. It's 3.30. All aboard, uh, all, all aboard is five o'clock so i went back oh maybe it was three o'clock no i was three o'clock all aboard was at 4 30 so i went back to the place and re and exchanged the shirt came back decided to relax a little bit on the way back got uh, some conch fritters uh, made my way back to the pier area realized i was very very close in no danger whatsoever of missing this ship but i was just taking my time i made a couple of phone calls this is when you know guys i mentioned before to you that i recently lost my friend joe and uh i was just kind of like this is where i really was sitting around reflecting and i got a couple of missed calls from some people who were offering their condolences i decided that this might be a good time to call them back and i reminisced about joe for a little while as i looked at the water and relaxed and then realized it was um almost back on board time so yeah it was almost a peer run i can tell you that i was the fifth from last person to be on this ship not because i was trying not because i was trying to be adventurous or whatever or i was drunk or anything like that i was just relaxing and i knew the ship was not leaving till 5 p.m 
So I waited till 4.30, which was on board. And most people just get there early, I guess. But there were five people after me. Okay. So what else are we? Where else are we at? Um, for dinner, we did pink agave. And this is the Mexican concept. So people talk about this place like it's amazing. And I think it was very, very good. I watched a couple of videos. People seem to highly recommend the steak. At Pink Agave, even though there is steak, uh, there is a steakhouse on board in the form of the wake. But uh, I did go to Pink Agave. I didn't get the steak. Now the thing about this is, is you have to treat it like a cruise main dining room, and that's our fault. I would argue that the portions were very, very small. And I'm not just trying to be a slob, but yes, it is true. The portions are small. And again, shout out to um, Cruising as Crew. YouTube channel with the, the the chick Lucy, she does a good job. But she, I, I saw her video on the uh, Virgin Scarlet Lady, and she was giving like a little bit of a dining tour. I watched a couple of dining tours on this, and they basically tell you, you know, you you got to order two of most things, and just order two. That's it. So I'm complaining about the portions of the food, which I really shouldn't. Just order two of them. The street corn was ridiculous. The pork dish that I had was really, really good. And uh, we just didn't eat a lot. It just it was, didn't seem like a lot of food. It seemed like they would course it out. You know that feeling when they bring the course out. You're trying not to be like a, 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 a total slob so you're not ordering like a, like a savage. And you order it. You take the three bites it takes to finish it. And then you're waiting for the next course. You're trying, sitting there trying to act refined like you're not ravenous waiting for the next thing to make disappear that's on the table. But it was okay. We enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, it was good, good food. So the guacamole was okay. It was nothing special. There was nothing real special about the guacamole, but the shrimp was good we got. Uh, we really did enjoy the... Um, the, the corn, the street corn was phenomenal. That was, I mean, absolutely one of the best things I had. The the Mexican street corn on uh, the, the, the pink agave, definitely get that. I could tell you that the bartenders, that, that was, the pink agave is where they're going to try to tell you to go if you want most of the craft cocktails. I think the place that's on deck seven that's near the aft of the ship as well, that seemed like a craft cocktail place, real fancy stuff. But uh, again, the the girl Lucy from uh, Cruising His Crew, staff employee on board the ship, always said pink agave. Our experience with pink agave is that they weren't that great. They were very, very slow. Yeah, we're hard critics. Stu is an excellent bartender. I run bar, you know, run restaurants, bars, and, and, and it was a little, it took a while. It took a while. They were forgetting stuff. They were misplacing things. We actually at one point pointed out where they last left the uh the, the bottle of tequila that they were going to use to pour the drinks it, it just it it was a little off from a from a real craft bartender standpoint if that's what you're trying to be or go for which you guys know on this show that I don't even care about that stuff but that's what they were trying to do they were coming up a little short in some cases on that all right scarlet night so scarlet night is supposed to be this thing and actually if you take a step back it's a cool innovation the idea as a whole is really cool and the execution is pretty good too so i'd have to say so there's supposed to be three areas of scarlet night the first area of scarlet night is a is like a show 
in the roundabout. So they'll kind of kick it off. They'll turn all the lights red. They'll tell you to wear red. The, even though the, the ships wake, the lights that shine on the ships wake turns red. All the hall lights turn red. And you just it's like a red out. Everybody's supposed to wear red. And I was prepared. I had my red shirt. And uh, so did Stu. And you start out in the roundabout. And they do these kind of like um, dance shows. And you watch it. There's music. There's like an, uh, a, a, an announcement that this is this official start to Scarlet Night. We missed this part of it. That's fine. The second part of it, of Scarlet Night, they'll just basically tell you, walk around the ship. Okay, walk around the ship. And what will happen is you'll get hit right in the face with a bunch of performances. They Every entertainer that they have on board, they assign to do just shows, just walk around the ship and do pop-ups, whether it's a juggling act, whether it's a contortionist, whether it's a dancer, whether it's a two-piece band, whether it's a three-piece band, whether whatever it could be, there's just a magic show. They'll just send everybody throughout the ship and you'll just be walking and you'll come upon this thing. So what happened to us was me and Stu were walking. Uh, we had made friends with uh, a couple of girls from the night before. So we met up with them and bumped into them. And then two or three other girls came by. And we started talking to them. And we found out that one of them worked at McFadden's Pittsburgh, which is the place that I opened. Now, again, this is 10 years ago that I was there. But intermittently since then, we found out that we both had ties to Pittsburgh. And she, I, I told her that I lived there too for a little while. I opened up a bar. There. She goes, oh, my God, which bar? It ended up being the same exact bar, which is not that crazy because McFadden's is the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate stealer bar that's right there, capacity of you know 1,200 people. So if you tell somebody you worked on the north, north side near the stadium in a bar, chances are the best chance is that it was McFadden's. And yes, that's what I was in charge of for three years. And she worked there subsequent to that. So we ended up talking to them. So now we got a little crew. We're having a good time. We're drinking, enjoying ourselves. This crew member comes up to us and says, would you like to do something cool? And Stu said, well, what is it? And he goes, I'm not telling you. You just got to say, me not being adventurous yet. I said, no, just if you're not going to tell us what it is, we don't want to do it. And they said, okay, fine. No problem. So then what happened was uh, we... we um, we, we we kept drinking, kept hanging out, kept talking. And then what happened was another group came back and they asked us if we want to do something cool. Now we had a few more drinks and we were like, sure, take us somewhere cool. Let us let's do something cool. They took us out to the promenade deck. They said, is everybody here? Now, by this time, there's about 11 or 12 of us. And she starts giving us this speech. She's like, you guys don't understand what's about to happen right now. We're going to take you into an area of the ship that you're not supposed to go to. You need to keep your cell phones in your pockets. If I see one cell phone come out, we are throwing you off this line and you're no longer invited to this tradition. And we're like, we have no idea what's going on right now. If anybody asks you if they can join us, you tell them to F off. And they use the word F, the real word. This is the crew telling us this. Tell them to F off. And they're saying the word F-U-C-K. And... It was at that point two women that were in our group. They said, this is not for us. This is offensive. We don't want to be a part of this. So the girl says, okay, beat it. Leave. Go away. 
So they went back inside. They were not with our group anymore. So they said, okay, now hopefully we got to. So they said to one of the people that we were with, are you good at stealing things? And she said, yes. All right, go inside, ask that person. And they gave her a code word to go to some person inside that once they gave that code word, that person gave a bunch of gifts to. And we're going to take these gifts and these gifts were going to get us access to the crew bar where we're going to learn about the tradition of Scarlet Night and the Pirate's Prayer or something. So they took us down into the bowels. We're walking past crew guests, crew rooms, and they're saying, you guys got to be quiet. These people have to work really early in the morning. Please, no cell phones. Don't ask. Somebody asked a question. She said, hey, shut up. I do the talking. No questions. You want to be a part of this, you follow us. If not, beat it. So I'm like, all right, this is kind of funny. They're going again off the cuff. Now, granted, there were two crew leaders that were taking us. Three, actually. Yeah, three. And you could tell it was a little bit of a shticky. It was a little bit of a bit. We got into the area where the room is, and then they knocked on the door. Some guy answered the door, and they said, "This is. are you kidding me? No, why do you have all these people? I said four or five people. They said, listen, they're all cool. We did the thing with them. We, we told them no cell phones. They promised. We got gifts. The guy's like, no. They, they, he slammed the door. He goes, no, no. Get rid of at least five of them and then and then knock again. So then he slammed the door closed. So she banged on the door again, and then she begged us to all be able to come in. He reluctantly let us in, obviously part of the show. Now we're all in. But another group is in there, too, from another group of people who did the same thing on the other side of the ship. Now we're all in this crew bar with the lights out, and they're telling us a story of this pirate about what it means to be a pirate and how, you know, this is the a pirate's oath we had to repeat after them. Meanwhile, they were making us drinks, vodka, pineapples. <laughs> funny line there was like 15 of us in there and they're like all right we're gonna get you some vodka and uh who wants a vodka pineapple and then one of the one of the people in our group said oh shoot and they said what's your problem say i'm allergic to pineapple and then he like looked at her nice and quiet acting like he had some superpowers and he waved his hands at her like a magician and said okay well congratulations you are now not at everybody that was funny that was a funny little line but they made us drinks they told us the story of this pirate crap whatever it was and then they sent us back into the wild and then we did you know we went back it was definitely a bit definitely a skit it was kind of cool though i have to say it was kind of cool to be able to go into the crew bar area and kind of hang out down there and you know that's you know it was funny there must have been an issue at some point because there was a manager there was somebody following us with us the whole time they were also part of the crew they looked a little bit older it was clearly an observer now my first thought was that this is maybe someone in training but someone else said to me no they weren't training they were just observing because they got very risque down there too like the crew would be with each other they jump all over each other in a very sexual way they would call things the booty they were everything was about sex they were like very foul-mouthed and i thought it was funny it was i thought it was cool but yeah if you're easily offended by things that are sexual definitely this is not the ship for you but then they sent us back up so we go back up and then it's time for the deck party to start and this was the deck party of all deck parties, it was an absolute great time. It was a blast. The DJ again was good. They they did a little. They started it with a little performance. 
dancing uh, with a woman singing. She introed it, and then the DJ kicked in, and then he invited everybody to get in the pool, and there was like a dance party in the pool. The staff like forced you to get involved, and it was, you know, at one point I'm doing shots with a drink in my hand at, in the middle of the night, and it, 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 during the night, dancing barefoot in a pool. It was a good time. It was a good time. And then uh, that was that end of the night at scarlet night and then we went to the um there was uh we went to the manor so the nightclub on the ship is the manor and it's a legitimate nightclub two three stories high real high level intelligent lighting again dj high level had a blast and then uh is what it is so here's where it got a little interesting after that went to the casino okay Took my 600 bucks into the casino. Hopefully, I can make some of it back. There's only 20 minutes, though. So with 20 minutes to go, I go in and I'm going to try to win some money. I put it all in. I'm going to let it all ride. I lose most of it. I think I got $250 left. Oh, no, no, no. I blew it all. I'm sorry. I blew it all and added another 200. I think I had $50 left and then I went in for another 200. So then they tell me this is the last hand. I put 125 down. Oh, no, no, no. No, I didn't. I'm playing two hands. So this is the last hand. I put 125 on one and 125 on the other. I get a king shown to me and she gets an ace. She's holding an ace. I got all my $250 back up there, and she's got an ace, and she asks me if I want insurance. Now, this is embarrassing because I do play blackjack a good amount. I don't ever get insurance. I don't think about insurance. I don't, I never, never get insurance. I just, people, why? Because people who play blackjack really always tell me that it's a waste of time. Don't bother with insurance. So I never did. I never asked what it was. But now I got all my money sitting up there and she's got an ace. So yeah, I'm interested in insurance. The problem was is that she had absolutely no interest in telling me what insurance was. So now I'm like, I don't understand. She's like, it's this. And yeah, it was might have been a communication issue. To fill. I couldn't really understand. But I was just like, at the end of the day, she was getting more irritated and trying to explain to me what insurance was. So after a while, I succumbed to that. And I said, all right, fine, no insurance. And she could not have dealt the cards out fast enough after I said that. And if, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, not dealt the cards out, checked with the little mirror to find out if she has a as, as a 10. Because if that's a 10, she's got blackjack, I lose everything, which guess what? That's exactly what happened. So lost everything. Right then and there. I looked at her. She's like, you should have took insurance. I'm like, ma'am, you know what you did. You know what you did. And that's all I kept saying. So I didn't get out of hand. I didn't yell. I didn't throw a tantrum. I didn't. I thought I lost the money. It was gone. That's it. I. I, I it was it. I wasn't going to complain. But she was looking at me. She, clearly, she had some guilt with it. But she's looking at me, shaking her head. And I'm like, ma'am, you, you know what you did. You know. Come on. Let's be honest. You know what you did. The pit boss heard it. He comes over and asks what happened. I told him exactly what I just told you. And he said to me, I will explain to you what insurance is. So he did that. If I, you want me to repeat it to you right now, I cannot. I can't. I don't know what he, what he I, I don't understand it still. But he told me what it was. He gave me the explanation. And then he said, I don't want you to leave here upset. 
I'm going to take it on as our fault. I will give you $250 in ships back, but now do you know what insurance is? I was like, yes, yes, I do. So he gave me $250 back in insurance. I was like, holy crap. I'm, I'm sorry, not insurance, in, in chips. I was like, holy crap, holy crap. And that had never, any casino anywhere I've ever been to in any state, Vegas, Atlantic City, any cruise, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's got a casino, Rivers. Boy, did we get some beatings there. Um, <clears throat> uh, Mohegan Sun, anywhere. Never, ever, ever have I ever gotten a pit boss to refund me $250 in uh, in chips. Anyway, this is going long. I'm going to end this. So you know what we'll do? We'll forego the interview this week again. I will do the second half. Not the second half, but well, I guess, yeah, it's basically the second half because it's uh, a Bimini and uh, a C-Day. And then we'll do the emails on Thursday's show. Don't it's not the you heard about most of the crews by now. Like Bimini was kind of quick, and we'll be kind of quick, and the C Day will be kind of quick. And then we'll we got some good emails, and then we'll take it from there. But I hope this was uh, listenable again. Maybe again, if you don't mind, go and tell me what the criticism is. Maybe telling a hour and a half stories about a single cruise may not be it up be exactly what we want. I don't know. Let me know. Was this listenable? Was it not? Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. We have the Patreon, as we know. Uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash alwaysbebooked. You get another show. I got to do a show tonight. Another show, five days a week. If you want the $5 version, it's an extra show a week. Just you get the one that's on Friday. And uh, always be booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. But I appreciate you guys listening. I will be back and we'll do this again and we'll pick this up right where we left off on Thursday with the rest of the cruise and your emails. You guys are the best. Boat drinks, cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away. I love your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves you Jimmy It's a perfectly good island somewhere Well, all right, the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down Put me down, and when I fall on my stool Put me down, I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine, ten ladies, and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing 
get away to where the boat leaves from and takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. So get away to where the boat leaves from and takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the so get away. To where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat.